Yo, thanks for hitting play. We greatly appreciate it. Yeah, I just want to let you guys know that we did this entire podcast with Skylines Backs on. And I just want to let you know that. Yeah, and this it, this isn't an ad, though. We just wanted to let you know that. But we were wearing them. Yeah, we were wearing them, and they were really cool. It was kind of hard to see, but like we were wearing them, and it wasn't. An, and it's this is not an ad. No, this is not an ad. Everyone knows that it's not an ad, but uh, we love Skyline Specs. Yeah, and it's not an ad, and it's just they're great Skyline Specs. They're great specs. You guys will love them. And everyone knows that, and we just wanted to mention that there are some pretty cool shades. And this isn't an ad, but we love Scott Ballard, and we love his company, Skyline Specs, at SkylineSpecs.com. This isn't an ad, just because we love Scott Ballard. Yeah, and we want, and we want people to, to buy these specs, and it's just not an ad, SkylineSpecs.com. Welcome to the Marketing Intern Spotlight. A marketing intern is a listener who's spreading our message authentically. Hear their story, their passion, and their journey. Andrea Toppin, welcome to the Back Pocket Podcast. Thank you. How are you doing today? Marvelous. You got your uh, 11 mile run in a little short today, Yeah. Uh, but we, we're here now. Is Ready? it weird uh, looking at two average dudes who were like in your house uh, about a month and a half ago and asking for chairs and now you're interviewing with them in the same chairs? It's a little interesting. Like... <laughs> I think I, that's like my favorite part about like, I know. <laughs> the fact that we're doing this is just we we needed to get chairs. We needed to get some sort of uh, chairs for Andrew and I. And so we put on our story, like not really expecting anything. And you reached out to us and we're like, hey, I have two chairs I can get off you, uh, like give you guys. And they're just these beautiful floral chairs. We, oh, they're just, we didn't hesitate. They're marvelous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom. So I have my mom on Snapchat and she's in like two different groups. <laughs> And so I was just laying down one day and I took a picture and now it's just my chiropractic table and then like literally nothing's over there now, which is nice. And my bookshelf, it's like my educational chiropractic treatment corner now. It's your temple. Yes, it is my temple. Um, And she was like, where did the chairs go? And I was like, I sold them. She's like, Andrea Jean. And I was like, I I, I wasn't using them. Like, I'm trying to be a minimalist here. I'm going to be moving soon. Well, not soon, but like in a year and a half, I'm gonna move for my final internship and then hopefully live where I move um but she was like what did you I was like I sold them to these podcast guys and she's like what and and like at first she was really mad and then I told her about the thing today and she's like she listened to like some of your podcasts she's like these guys are hilarious I love it thank you for selling your chairs to them (laughs) that's amazing yeah our market of just pa- our friends' moms is or parents is just yeah, incredible. It's, bo- it's bottomless. It's it's bottomless. It's bottomless. <laughs> Good call. Awesome. Okay, so we get to know you. We got to know you through, um, which is a crazy story. Mark is in our good friend Mark, who's on the podcast, um, is in chiropractic school at Northwestern, and um, one of his friends connected the Instagram. Is that kind of how this? Yeah, Carly. I'm supposed to. Carly Nye. Carly Nye. <laughs> the she, wonderful Carly Nye. Yes. She connected um, you to our page because we posted on Instagram. And then we came over and purchased these chairs, which has been incredible. And that's how we got to know you. But our marketing interns, our listeners, don't necessarily know you. Yeah. So if you could give our listeners a little bit of a background on um, your story and how you got into chiropractic school and uh, also the running as well. Okay. That's okay. a lot. That is a lot. Yes. But it's okay. I'll try to... We'll help you through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Paraphrase it all. Um, so, hi. I'm Andrea Toppin. Um, currently 
halfway through chiropractic school right now. Um, also, I my side gig is running, and I'm training for the Olympic trials, marathon Olympic trials, which is literally a year from now in Atlanta, Georgia. So I guess that's me. But um, how I got into chiropractic, uh, so originally I wanted to be a PT. Um, originally I wanted to be an athletic trainer, but I couldn't do that with running collegiately. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'll be a PT. And I started shadowing PTs and I was like, oh yeah, I'm glad I'm going to be a PT. And then, so I applied to PT school um, two years in a row. First year I didn't get in. It's really competitive to get into PT school. It's like ridiculous it's like it's hard it's harder to get into pt school but it's easier to stay whereas like chiropractic school it's easier to get in harder to stay like i've had like probably not half my class but like we started with like 150 and now maybe 60 people say 180 and i'm just like i don't think it was that many people guys and we're down to like 110 um, wow yeah and so weeds them out fast huh yeah um especially in the try that marks in t2, t2 that one's that'll get you mm-hmm. but what, yeah. is, what is it about that just real quick on a lot why of so t1 um so it's just a it's the credit jump and then um just a lot of tests all the time like i swear the first two three weeks aren't that bad and then it's just literally like three to four tests a week bang 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 um you don't have midterms you do have finals but and finals for t2 is pretty interesting Dang. yeah like i just became numb to exams like i was like mom i'm I'm immune to tests right now and i like was just i don't know i remember i was just going nuts but i was fine i was Dang. good mm-hmm. <laughs> where'd you go to uh college iowa state nice so yeah and, and you ran there i ran there for five years technically i took a red shirt year my freshman year um, and I had, it was a great experience. Um, I, I was a part of like four big 12 championships, um, team championships. And then, um, I went to two, I was on two different like national teams. So NCAAs for cross. Um, and I could have been more, but I had a lot of injuries, unfortunately. And that's kind of what got me into chiropractic school. Um, like I saw, I mean, I was seeing a, physical therapist for a while and I was very inspired by her um she literally was basically like my second mom um but then the athletic trainers found out and they got mad and they kind of have like the athletic trainers and physical therapists it depends who you're working with but our athletic trainers hated when we would go see physical therapists like out of the realm um just because of like insurance purposes because I was under Iowa State's insurance and mm-hmm. just like liability reasons and so if they did something then the athletic trainers could get in trouble cuz te- I'm technically under their care. Okay. So anyways, they had this partnership with this chiropractor um my final year. And at that point I was going to reapply to PT school anyways. Um but anyways, I saw the chiropractor and I was having lot of like I had it was like Achilles tendonitis from hell and it just wouldn't go away and I got the PRP shot which is plasma rich um, platelet cells and so basically they took my blood (laughs) and then injected that blood into like they centrifuged it Mm -hmm. made it plasma and they um, injected into my Achilles tendon sheath (laughs) 
Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then th- those like plasma cells help regenerate. Yeah, basically, the cells it, it restarts, revamps, speeds yep. up the inflammatory healing process. Yep. And that wasn't even working. Like, but the ankle is really not good blood supply. So, anyways, I saw a chiropractor. He did dry needling on it, and he did um, some ankle adjustments, and just it was amazing the recovery process. And um, I've done that, the dry needling for yes. my ankle. That's yeah. how I healed my. I, awful ankle sprain yeah and that's Ugh. how it saved it yeah yeah Ugh. so basically i just loved um the aspect of a chiropractor like basically they can be a pt they, you can be anything you want as a chiropractor you can have so many different philosophies um but basically i couldn't get into pt school my brother was like i think it was my second year trying and i applied to like so many pt schools it was ridiculous and i got on like three waiting lists there was a school in like LA that was going to accept me, but I didn't want to live in LA and they weren't accredited. And I was like, screw it. So I basically just kind of gave up my dream and was like, visited three different chiropractic schools, one in Portland, one here and one in St. Louis. And, um, I just loved the one here. I loved the sports medicine program that they have, um, or sports exercise and the human performance center. And I just loved the faculty and just kind of the, the students in general. Um, but yeah, I have been seeing a chiropractor for, like, I mean, I didn't see a chiropractor till I was like twenty one, <laughs> but I've been I've been seeing one consistently throughout my training cycle currently, and I've been healthy for three years consecutively. Knock on wood. <laughs> um, but That's like, incredible. Yeah, because my entire nervous system is basically recalibrated, aligned every time I get adjusted, and they're not only working on that; they're doing muscle work. Um, they're doing relaxation, like I get massages, not by the chiropractors, but by their therapists, massage therapists, or, you know, they can do modalities as well and just kind of like bringing that together. Um, so that's just what I love about chiropractic. You can do so much with it. And I feel like um, patients have such a quick recovery turnover. And it's not just like, I feel like the patients that come into a chiropractor, they want to be there. They want to live like a healthier lifestyle. I'm not trying to just PT at all. <laughs> so any of you guys that are PTs out there. Um, but I feel like the patients that go into a PT or like outpatient, inpatient, whatever, it's usually because of doctor's orders. And mm-hmm. it's like post knee surgery and yeah. all that mandated stuff. recovery. Yeah, And it's like they're only there for like eight weeks or like people don't go out and do their exercises. It's all about like exercises and doing that, which I love the rehabilitation part of PT. That was what I stood for well, and still stand for. But I'm just now a year and a half into chiropractic school. I'm just seeing like the real beauty of chiropractic and what it does for people. Like it can move patients to tears just by one simple adjustment. Like uh, this one guy, I went to Grand Rounds this week and he literally just, um, which is just uh, basically we do cases with Dr. Stark and he's the human performance center director guy he's amazing he got sports chiropractor of the year like a year ago he's an amazing guy but we'll have him on the podcast oh yeah Mm -hmm. that'll be dr stark okay i'll tell him (laughs) make sure to tell him (laughs) write that down (laughs) (laughs) but um so a t7 intern basically or ta i don't know what he is he adjusted this lady's uh, fibular head and all of like her knee pain literally that she's been having for years and years and years and just excruciating pain just all went away and just by that simple adjustment 
I mean, I'm not saying that he, he like saved her life, but it's just, it's, it's that it's just realigning the body where it's supposed to be. And then it can just function at its basically maximal, you know, like it optimal. Just, yeah. Optimal words are hard for me to No, think. no, you're good. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, that's, that's my story. It's really cool too how you found your passion passion with chiropractic. Um, the, this whole industry. I was kind of naive to the whole industry. I used it a ton. I had Oshkosh Slaughters when I was in seventh yeah. grade, mm-hmm. and I saw a chiropractor during that time to help me with that because I didn't want to stop playing sports and I was running cross country and playing football at the same time. Mm-hmm. So like I was just in so much pain, and the chiropractic chiropractor helped me a ton there. And then in high school, I had a bunch of other various injuries, and I saw another one. Uh, but that's the only, like, I've only just interacted with him as a patient. But when we had Dr. Matt Wiest on this past oh, October. Yeah. He's uh, super cool. I want to actually, like, shadow him and meet him. Yes, you need to. We'll put you in, we'll put you in touch. Yeah. Please. Just the coolest man. And just hearing his story and how he respects this industry opened my eyes to a whole new light. And then now I work as a proctor for the... Oh, the, yeah. We work. Yeah, I, I'm, he's my boss. I'll yeah. see you guys again in about... Uh, a month ish. That's April sixth. Mm-hmm. Part one boards. Yeah, yeah. I need to actually start studying for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much I could say because of HIPAA and stuff. You know, I'm 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 up there in the chain. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm a proctor. Boss, and, hey, quiet up, boss. Yeah, can't quiet. say nothing. Yes, can't say nothing. But learning more through that of just kind of walking through everyone through the exams and then um, be, can, continuing to interact with Mark and hearing how he is handling this whole situation because. Um, everyone knows how Mark was in, in school. He wasn't a bad student by any means, but he got by and he did his thing. But his level of intention now in chiropractic school is through the roof. And yeah. he's so dedicated to it because you need that dedication mm-hmm. to get through it. Uh, it's been awesome hearing that. So hearing your story also yeah. is really cool. I was very similar to Mark. Um, I like I was a good student in college, but I definitely because he played football, right? Yes. Yeah. So I definitely like I just was like, yep, bees are good. Bees cool i would get a's occasionally and i get uh, c or two and i'd be like that's fine cool i mean grades don't matter in, in grad school either so like c's get degrees mm-hmm. c's for chiropractic <laughs> d is <laughs> d is for d c yeah anyways <laughs> um but um i was the same way like i was very much into my running and if if school was gonna conflict with running i would usually pick running or i just you know i'm like i understand the concept they're trying to tell me cool but like yeah you have to be all in yeah. you don't have to really worry about grades it's just more like understanding the concept so you can apply that to boards and you can apply that to real life and you can apply that to clinic mm-hmm. um, it's super necessary yeah yeah that's so. awesome i think that's really cool how did you get involved in like uh, your passion for running because it was pretty obvious like just what you're saying you you were passionate about it and yeah you wanted that to be you know, the majority of your, what you were spending time on. Mm-hmm. So where did that all come from? So that stems way back. Um, so first running just kind of started off for me as a competition. Um, elementary school, we would have, well, even before that, like apparently in daycare, my mom told me that I would like try to beat all the boys all the time. I don't really remember that, but um that kind of that followed into elementary school and we would have like one track meet a year is like for PE and it was like the biggest event of the year and like all the parents in the community would come watch us I think it was called like TJ relays or something like that <laughs> Damn. and um 
I I would either get second or third, but I would usually, as I moved up, I think it was like fourth grade was when I like came out of my shell and I was like, I would win everything. And from like fourth grade, it, this went to sixth grade. I would win all the running events, like the 400, the 200, the 100, the, I don't know, but I'd win them all. And everyone's like, back then they're like, you're going to the Olympics. And I'm like, I, what? <laughs> it's elementary school. I'm 10. Yeah, mom. <laughs> I'm 10. Um, so then I got into junior high and every, I wanted to play volleyball, but everyone like the volleyball coach was even like, you shouldn't be here. You should be in cross country. And so I was like, fine, but I wanted to be like the rest of my friends and play volleyball. Mm -hmm. Um, so I did cross country and, um, I didn't win everything, but I got like second. I would try to get in the top 10. Like that was pretty good. Um, and then in track, kind of the same thing i would just get second third whatever but everyone was like you're gonna be so amazing when you grow up and i'm like i just like the competition i just like to beat people and i um and then at like eighth grade is when i started like dreaming like okay i want to run for iowa state because at the time they had like this amazing woman she kind of had my story where she was um very underdeveloped runner and she went on to win like multiple ncaa titles um, so national titles in track, I think the 10K, 5K. Um, she was All-American in cross, which is amazing because... What's her name, by the way? Her name's Lisa Cole. She's kind of off the... She went on to run um, in Portland for Nike for a bit, and then wow. she moved back to Iowa to Ames and was our volunteer assistant coach at the time. Um, but And now it's Lisa Ewell. She's married. Um, but now she just resides in Ames and she's a veterinarian now, but she's an amazing wow. woman. Um, I, she doesn't run professionally anymore. Um, but yeah, she, she trained with the big dogs like Shalane Flanagan, who's one of the like probably most famous marath- American marathon runners right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if she'll be at the trials, but she might be. But that. you saw this woman as like the epitome of like she what was you my inspiration. Yeah. yeah. I didn't love running at that moment. Like, it wasn't a passion. Again, it was just competitive. Yeah. And then high school, again, it was just competitive, but I just wanted to run Division One. Um, I got a lot of different offers, um, D3, D2, D1, and I almost ended up going to – I looked at St. Thomas, actually. Oh. But I um, almost – it was between, like, I, so University of Northern Iowa, this school in Chicago that's called Loyola, so nothing like – Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. And then – and I, I really wanted to get out of Iowa. I'm originally from Iowa. Okay. And I'm just not a huge fan of it. It's just not my thing. And I was like, I just want to get out. Um, but in the end, I just picked Iowa State. Um, I almost went to Warburg, which is a D3 school yep, as well. Yeah, we played them in football. Yep, they're mm-hmm. really, they're, they're good. But they're you guys are really good as well. So. Hey, thanks. Yeah, yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I ended up committing to Iowa State, and that was a kind of a shell shock. Um, that's where I started to learn to love running because it was really hard to be competitive right away. Um, I was, I went from being a big fish in a small pond to – little fish in a huge ginormous pond and um just acclimating to school um and I went from like kind of being the good 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 girl through high school to like going to college and being like wow this is fun you can party and stuff like this is like and Iowa State's just a huge party school yeah and um a lot of people in my um grade per se in my class like 
we all went out a lot too so that I was like definitely red shirting like my coach at the time coach Emmels was like yeah you're red shirting and I went to like the smallest school in Iowa ever so like it's not even a school anymore so yeah it what was happened? just, just not mer- people merged. yeah we merged uh, whole okay. grade change sh- whole grade sharing and then we consolidated okay whoa yeah so i absolutely love this shirt i'm wearing right now that visionary manufacturing made for us it's a podcast dude give our marketing interns a visual via the best descriptive words you can think of oh good point good point well first off it's blue that's not good enough man dig deeper dig deeper Mm, let me think about it let me think about it Mm, it's not just an ordinary blue it's ocean blue dude here we go now we're talking yeah dude when i put this ocean blue shirt on man feels like i'm wearing a cloud of orgasmic lust whoa dude chill out did I go too far there? Maybe just a little bit, but you're pretty damn near close. All right, all right. I'll, I'll wrap it up. The shirt's nice. You guys will love it. But this new back pocket shirt is beautiful. Not a single bad review out there, allegedly. And if you want to customize your own tees, sweatshirts, virtually any custom products, email us at backpocket at visionarymanufacturing.com. That's B-A-C-K-P-O-C-K-E-T at visionarymfg.com. Invest in your dreams with Visionary Manufacturing. So you're at Iowa State, and it's a little overwhelming because mm-hmm. there's a bunch of different things drawing you around. Um, and you are kind of talking to us offline how in high school you didn't necessarily need to run that much outside of the meets yeah. to do well. You were saying how yeah. you, you could run 15, 20 miles, and the other girls were running 70 miles in a week, yeah. and you could keep up with them. Yeah. Um, but then you got to, to uh, Iowa State, and it was a little different. Yeah. So kind of walk me through that whole experience. Okay, so high school is more like talent overrides um, hard work. Sure, sure. Um, depending on what class you are. So like I was class 1A, so like obviously talent would override everything. But if you're class 4A then it's like okay you need to run like 70 miles well not 70 but like and those are the bigger 50, schools 60 yeah. bigger talent yeah. yeah yeah so um went to Iowa State and I remember like that summer going into Iowa State my coach like gave me my mileage we talked about it on the phone and he was like here's like we're gonna build up to a 90 minute long run and I'm like say what <laughs> like 12 miles <laughs> I've maybe maxed out at like eight or I mean yeah, I would just do, like, my biggest runs were, like, four-mile runs, and then eventually, like, occasionally I'd do, like, 10-milers. Um, so then I went from, like, 15, 20 miles a week to 45 miles a week, and then by the end of my freshman year was, like, 50, 55. Um, but, yeah, the first semester was just, like, I would do – I did, like, a 5K um, – the 5K or a 6K, both of them, like – in a cross race and it was just kind of like oh. a shit show for me <laughs> i was like yeah. wow i need to get it together so the second semester of my freshman year i was like okay next year i'm not gonna be red shirting like i'm gonna be contributing to the team and i want to be like our team is deep and i was like i want to be able to say i'm contributing to something bigger than myself on like one of the best teams in the nation because yeah. we were we were amazing and so that second year got it together I ended up running 70 miles that 70 miles a week which is kind of my training load now um and that's like i mean doing the math that's 10 miles a day every day yeah like average wise i would double so like i would do um you know smaller loads some days and it just kind of depended like if you had a workout that day like how much mileage was in your workout so it wasn't necessarily 10 miles every day like i think i would double on mondays like 
do like an eight and a four so that's 12 yeah and then the next day would be nine and then the next day would be 10 and then the next day would be another double of eight and four and then so then like on the weekends or like the recovery day after my long run it would be like five miles and it would just be like or it'd be off yeah sure so that's crazy to think a recovery run is still five miles blows my mind i run I, i think the most i've ever ran is five absolutely that was me in high school so yeah. it's totally wow. fine i mm-hmm. and yeah. how long are the are the runs in college or is it like, like the races the races mm-hmm. uh so for cross country the women currently run 6k which is like 3.7 miles and mm-hmm. the men do a 10k um they kind of sucks for them they're literally doing 8k which is like five miles um the whole season and then at regionals they go to 10k i believe that's still how it is but and you guys were 6k the whole way the whole way yeah and a lot of controversy is like why can't the women run 10k as well like da 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 da. and i think they do 6k (sighs) yeah i mean but it's the same for the men like it's just a lot of i think we have more middle distance people running cross than men but i mean it's the same because if you think about it cross country to be all american at cross country is amazing because and that's why they busted out to like 40 versus like eight in track um, so 40 women, men get all American because it's literally everyone from every like middle distance all the way to like 10 K from track all coming together, competing it for one yeah. spot. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. So that's like nationals is kind of like a zoo. Like, oh. mm-hmm. like, I remember lining up my first time and just being like, my heart was just like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, wow. oh. and when was the first time that you were in nationals? Um, it was fall 2013. Um, I didn't make it on the team my first year, like not redshirting. Okay. Uh, kind of had some hamstring issues, and it, it was just kind of a mental mess too. I was really fit, but I just couldn't put the pieces together, and so I, w- I didn't make the national team, but um, I ended up doing really well in track that year. Um, and what events did you run there? In track, I ran indoors. I ran 3K. F- uh, I guess I never ran a 5K, but I was a 5K in indoors. I did outdoors. So I would say three. How was that on your like shins in indoor season? That's not easy. Um, they make you run 3K and, and five, six. What would, you, what would you say? Three and 5K? So indoor goes up to 5K max. Okay. Yeah. I never ran a 5K indoors, um, but yeah, I did 3Ks in the mile. Um, Even when I ran like the 400 in indoor season in high school, my shins would be just beat to shreds. Oh, yeah. Yeah gosh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> just brutal yeah that's nuts yeah. okay so you ran 3k and 5k and you didn't run the 5k in indoor but an outdoor you did outdoor i did and i did the 3k steeplechase so that that's was, badass i loved that i love that event so much um i wish i was like <laughs> actually fast enough right now to race it but it's it's the girls now are just super speedy like mm-hmm. they're insane they're running like nine 20s something 930s 940s 950s and what was that like the first time you ran a steeple race like um that, that blows my mind that well, that's what is even a steeple a race. race when it's got the hurdles with the water what so, the purpose of that? Like, explain to me like why they do that in a race um so it is but i don't know if i can explain it correctly um my understanding it's originates from horses <laughs> obviously Mm -hmm. the steeplechase i don't know the exact history about it how big how tall is it off the ground do you know it's the same as you want to look that up yeah it's the same as what the women race it's like 33 something inches Mm -hmm. 
Dang. And what's crazy is it's flat on the top, so you can step on it yeah. and yeah. like launch yourself off it. Yeah. Or you can jump over it, but your the the technique is to jump off of it. Yeah. Correct? So yeah. I can explain it really quick. So the first, so it's seven and a half ish laps. So the first two, you start on that backside. Yeah. I'm, I don't know if you've ever seen a three k. And then you like outdoors. You s- the first two hundred's flat, and then after that, every it's just seven laps of like four barriers. We call them barriers, not hurdles, but okay. basically hurdles. Mm-hmm. Um, they look they're just longer. Um, yeah. Four of them per lap, and then there's one water jump per lap. And so wait, so the water jump you jump over water? You can, but you you should probably it's more getting the momentum before and then. People think you push off of it, but it's more just like a step. Like if you're really good at it, it's more of like kind of like a tap and then just okay. launching. And you do launch yourself off of it, but it's really the momentum going into it and just not losing that and not stuttering beforehand. Mm-hmm. Okay. For, for a male, for a men race, it's uh, 36 inches. High. High the barrier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 30, okay. Yeah. And uh, it's by the Jumbotron, Giant Jumbotron at St. Thomas. Yeah. Like that area. That's where, you know how we always oh. had to field those PAT kicks because that was in the way? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Wow. <laughs> it, I mean, wow. It, it, it's okay. It, yeah. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Like it's a. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. walk me through your first time running that because that's just a completely different type yeah. of uh, run. So the first time I ran that a sophomore in college and um i just remember on my recruiting visit my coach was like you'd be a good steepler because you do basketball you do you did volleyball i did everything mm-hmm. um and he was like you're built like one you're strong da 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 and so i was like i'm gonna do it and so the first one was in iowa i was at drake i don't know if you've ever the drake relays and, oh yeah okay so um it was there and it was 33 or 36 degrees and so it was pretty chilly and it was windy and they had to break the ice on the water pit and so i was like this is great and i'm in like buns and a um you know the typical running uniform and yeah. i think i put like arm sleeves on i can't remember and then i had a headband and gloves and i was like okay i'm ready to go and just like that little Nike skimpy glove. So, um, you know, yeah. we're not talking much right here. Right. And so the first time it was just kind of like I was super nervous because I've been practicing hurdles and and um, just the water pit into like a sandbox, like the long jump pit, um, because majority of my training for that had to be indoors. Um, I think I practiced once on the outdoor track beforehand. So I was wow. like, crap. Like the water jump, the actual one. Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh, I don't know. And so I just remember like, you can't really think. That's what I love about the race is like, you have to get, it forces you to get out of your head because you literally have obstacles the entire way. Like every hundred meters, you have something to worry about. You're like, I have to get over that. And then the race just goes by super fast. I mean, it's, and it's different than like, if I'm running a 5k, I feel like a lot of people say the pain is worse. But I think because my mind is so distracted by the constant barriers that I don't really think about the pain. Like, I'm just like, I feel pain, but, you know, this obstacle's got to worry about these things in front of me. I'm not falling. So I think one time, so I ran it at Big 12s twice, and so I, or three times, and I ran it my first time. Uh, My friend went, my friend and I, um, the other girl that was racing it, we went out and led the thing and i was like why are we leading this right now there are like all americans in the field like what i think our coach was gonna kill us 
but we ended up doing well anyways but um <laughs> yeah so there was one lap where I was like my footing's off my footing's off crap I'm gonna hit the like water pit barrier I'm like oh my gosh and so I literally just and it's really hard to just hurdle it and I literally was just like I don't know I felt like someone was just taking me I hurdled it but I feel like someone just literally took me up and like like an angel or something like just <laughs> carried me over it and i got over it and i was like what like <laughs> then you got to keep going yeah <laughs> next yeah. obstacle yeah so i mean and not all of the barriers are like beautifully jumped but it's more about because you can't like you can't jump them too high because you don't want to lose that energy either you that's when to... the tapping comes into place yeah yeah, yeah. or mm-hmm. just on like the regular barriers you just don't want to like hurdle it too high like okay. a lot of people will just be like oh, hurdle but it's more like a straight yeah hurdle direct not yeah. trying to waste a lot of energy yeah. keep the momentum and going. you have to like kind of get your steps down i mean it's not like hurdling where you're like one two three four da, da, you know like that right. but mm-hmm. it's you should be able to attack it like, I don't know, so many inches out and you just kind of yeah. practice that in your head and get that muscle memory. And that's what the drills are for. Um, wow. Yeah. So now you're doing like marathons, yes. longer distance stuff. Yes. How's that been going? Um, it's a, it, it's a change. Yeah, um, it's totally different. I never thought I'd actually run a marathon. I In college, everyone was like, are you going to run marathons? Like after school and i'm like no i'm not i'm like i'm just probably gonna train because it's like a part of my life not train but just run because it's been a part of my lifestyle for so long yeah and so when i took a gap year after iowa state and was like applying to pt in cairo schools um i lived up here with one of my former teammates um and she runs professionally up here and she's going to olympic trials in the marathon as well she's 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 actually actually really really good <laughs> what's like, her name uh katie moen oh well now it's katie german because she's married to oh, wow. my other friend that lives up here and um he's one of my best friends as well he's actually like my coach <laughs> wow. so we all went to iowa state and um yeah i lived with katie for like a year and then tyler moved up here and then um they eventually got married like this past summer and he moved from flagstaff cool arizona wow yeah that's a big leap so he was the one that kind of like well she got me into road races and competing more um because i was just kind of like training and she's like you should do like the u.s 10 mile championships which is here like during the tc10 and so i did that and i was like so andrea after basically my last race um in college it was just like I just turned into party Andrea like I was like I don't care you know I never got to party in college because we literally are training all the time we have like two two week breaks a year so essentially I got four weeks off and so and like our coaches were very strict on like you can't drink yada 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 and so yeah I wasn't really in like the greatest shape so I went out there um and I did it and it was awesome but there was like amazing people like in the field I don't know if you guys have heard of like probably not like Jordan Hesse he's like a big yeah no um or like do you remember there was a triathlete um woman her name's Gwen Jorgensen and she was from Minneapolis and she won the gold medal in the Rio 2016 Olympics and now she moved out to Portland and she she has a kid and everything and she's training full-time for the marathon now she's like totally but she was in that race too and i just remember being like oh there's all these pros that are like literally 10 times better than me and i'm just you know like just just out here you get to compete that's sick yeah and so that first year i was just kind of like i don't know what i'm doing so i went back um and 
Tyler, then Tyler moved here and he, I went on a, I came back from a 12 mile run. Cause at one point we all lived together and I came back from a 12 mile run and he's like, top in like, what, what are you training for? And I'm like, nothing. Just literally. He's like, why are you? I'm like, yeah, I don't know why I'm running. Like, it's just literally because I've been doing this for five years of my life. You know, like it's natural. I'm just like, it's just kind of a way I clear my head and center myself and meditate. And it's just kind of like my Sunday jog or my Sunday, whatever. And so, um, he was like, well, you should train for like a half marathon. I'm doing the one it's called the damn to damn. It's in Des Moines. So I signed up for that and I got into the elite field and, um, I was like, I won't even get into the top 10. Like I'm not, I was just, I was still party Andrea. Like I wasn't really. And party Andrea is not a bad person. No, sounds no, like, she's sounds an awesome like party, person. sounds like party Andrea sounds like someone we can hang out with a lot. She's yeah. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we should get party Andrea on the podcast. <laughs> I'm semi party Andrea now, but now and then. Hey, you partied with us last week. Yeah, exactly. Party Andrea's cool. Yeah, yeah, right. We had a blast. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I ended up running that, and I just kind of like, I don't know, I just had a fun with it, and I ended up getting fifth and like winning seven hundred dollars, and I was like, well, okay. Um, and then after that, I was like. Tyler's like, you should do the marathon. You'd be so strong on it. And he's been trying to convince me for like so many months to do it. And I was like, fine. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to qualify for Boston. Like, which that's, I think you have to run like a 3.30 or so, like three hours, 30 minutes. So I was like, I just want to do that. And he's like, Toppin, you can do like the Olympic trials. And I'm like, what? (laughs) That's like, what is that? 2.45? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, "Um, I'm not that serious about running. Like, I just, you know. And so I was like, you know, I think throughout the first training cycle we had together, I just said, you know, I'm just going to try to break three because again, I was full-time party Andrea and, and I was also just, I thought like I was just going into chiropractic school. So it was like the summer before I was like becoming a T1 and I was just like, you know, I don't think I can really double, you know, have this like this Hannah Montana lifestyle. Like I can't really, I just really want to be a good chiropractor. I don't want to have that double lifestyle that I had in college where I was just half ass for school. You know, I wanted to be an amazing chiropractor. Um, but so I trained for my first marathon and it was like, it was pretty good, but I literally hit none of my splits in my workouts, nothing. And so going into the, I did the twin cities marathon and I was in the elite field and I was like, this is going to be ugly. Literally, I've hit nothing. I've done all my long runs, but they've been super slow. I don't know how this is going to go. So I get up to the line, um, and I think my first mile was pretty fast, but I was doing pretty well, and I actually ran some of it. One of my college teammates was um, trying to break the world record for running a marathon under, I think it was like 245 or something, in a business suit. And so I ran with him. <laughs> ran with him do you have a briefcase next to him too and his resume in the other hand didn't but people i think this one guy had one and he like handed it to him like he got so many comments but he ended up like he finished but by the end of it he was running like 10 minute mile pace because it was just he got it like custom made like dry fit and everything but still it was just so heavy yeah Yeah. you're sweating yeah so i think he we were running together until like mile he was going super fast, and so I kind of dropped off a little, and I was like, he'll come back around. Like, I was already way above my pace, and I could hear, like, Tyler in my head, like, damn it, Toppin. Like, like <laughs> keep going. You know, like, just get it. So I dropped off him, but then by mile 14, 
um i caught him and he was just dead and i was like how are we doing steve and he's like this stinks yeah so i think like mile 18 my legs just kind of fell off aerobically i was fine and then once i got to summit um summit sucks because it's literally just a gradual uphill hill for five miles but at the same time i was like like hallelujah because i was like i only have five miles left basically right and so um yeah, I I was like, ah, there's no way I'm going to break three today. And then I was kind of calculated it in my head. Um, been way through Summit, and I was like, wow, I think I'll run 255. Like, And that's pretty good for like your first marathon, not yeah. training very well at all. And the last marathon, or sorry, the last mile, um, just because you're running so long, I remember I started to get like really emotional just because just completing an, a marathon in itself is a huge deal. You're literally yeah. running straight or doing whatever you're doing straight for 26.2 miles. It's a big journey, mm-hmm. um, mentally, physically, everything. And so kind of like started crying and I was like, get it together, Andrea. And I remember like coasting down the hill to the finish and seeing like 252 and I was like, what? <laughs> um, and then I finished and I couldn't walk f- past then, but I was 10th overall in the women and i ended up winning money and whatnot and so i think i was the youngest female finisher so that was really cool and from that point i was like tyler didn't expect me to finish that fast and he was like dude you're natural at this distance and you weren't even training like full out and i was like wow i i and then i kind of created a timeline in my head i was like okay i'm gonna qualify for the olympic trials and then i run the olympic trials in 2020 i'll be like basically a full-time clinic clinical intern Mm -hmm. and so i'll be adjusting really well i can reach out i can network to different chiropractors that are at the trials and just like show them like hey i'm literally the hannah montana of chiropractic like yeah you know hire brand hire me like and i want to move out west and all that stuff and i want to work with elite runners and and so yeah i just was like this is my plan and honestly like i think tyler said something to me um because there was kind of a time where yeah, in T2, I was like, I don't really, well, I don't want to do this, this whole marathon thing anymore. And mm-hmm. he was like, okay. And then he said, you know, you know, practice what you preach, you know, and basically, you know, being a role model for my future patients was what kind of like inspired me to like try take on that Olympic trials like goal. And then also there was a nurse. So the Boston Marathon, when I actually decided to pursue and actual, actually pursue the trials, um, was when I watched the Boston Marathon in 2018. Um, awful conditions, literally like 40 mile per hour winds and like gusts of 50, 60 and uh, sleet, snow. It was bad. Wow. Um, there was pros, like elite pros dropping out. Um, I think Des Linden, she was like the first American woman to win it in like 40 years. So that was a huge deal. And she, she's... She was the biggest pro there um, that finished in, like, the top 10 or top 5. But, like, Shalane Flanagan, who won the New York Marathon, which was a huge deal, and she's won so many wonderful things and medals in the Olympics. She, I think, ended up getting, like, 10th or something. And, like, Molly Huddle, there was just a lot of, like, amazing elites that were there that weren't doing as well. But, like, people that were in the elite field. So, kind of, like, her name's Sarah. I can't remember. But <laughs> like lower tier people, is yeah, what you're saying? basically like yeah. sub elites like me. Sure, sure, sure. Um, she was a full time nurse and she ended up getting second and she didn't even know. Wow. Yeah. She didn't even know she was in second when she finished. And so 
I watched that and I was just like, wow, she's a full-time nurse, probably doing twice as much as me. You know, I'm a full-time chiropractic student, just got done with my second trimester of school, um, going into my third. And I'm just like, you know what? I can do this. Like I can do this. And so that was my biggest inspiration. And then what my coach Tyler was saying, um, you know, like practice what you preach. Like basically like I want to be a role model for my patients and for anyone out there that needs my help and just not even for my patients like for females that are in graduate school around all around the nation because once I qualified for the trials like I had so many well not so many but more women dm okay that sounds kind of weird no it's awesome (laughs) women dming me but like and not even women but like people all around from grad school was like you're so inspiring that you can do this that you can like set the time and like qualify for the olympic trials in the marathon as a full-time uh doctor of chiropractic student and so it's amazing um, it's badass that was my yeah that Mm -hmm. was (laughs) that was my inspiration Mm -hmm. and my brother my younger brother he's in mark's try as well and he also is like a big inspiration for me as well like he'll say little things to me and i think one thing that i just love about that story is like you're so unsure of it from the beginning yeah you weren't confident in it you still ran without confidence at the beginning yeah one thing that you did do is you attacked everything as Andrea, but you also attacked it, you know, with just taking the opportunity. Like yep. you didn't just say no and worry about the regret later. You yeah. just said, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. And look at this awesome opportunity you have now coming, going to the Olympic trials. And now you're using that to help you out with your chiropractic mm-hmm. school. Yeah. And that was something that you probably never even thought of. Yeah. No. So good, good work. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. That old two for one. The old two for one. Two for one. <laughs> <laughs> we know a lot about that. The growth and development. And development. Here two on the back one. podcast. I'm fed up with networking events. And by no means is that a controversial thing to say at all. But, you know, I'm, I'm going out on a limb here and I'm trying to say that all I want to do is enjoy some beer and have some conversation. Is that too much to ask? Well, Zach, you could have said that a little bit better. But what he's trying to say is some of the best conversations and more importantly, collaborations, that's what Lincoln Drink is all about, have those conversations with local hustlers, entrepreneurs, creatives, and people right here in the Twin Cities sandbox. Yes, and this will be the fourth of its kind. It's still in its nascency. Nascency, but boy is it growing. We're stoked to have you. Remember this time and place. We'll give you some time, grab some pen and paper. Write this down in your notes right now. Remember this. May 8th at Finnegan's Bruco. That's May 8th at Finnegan's Bruco. And uh, one thing that we grow and develop is through our average quality. Mm. And this is something that we do well at times and other times not so well. Yeah. And it's one of our favorite questions to ask. So, Andrea, what is your average quality? <sighs> I don't even know, <laughs> to be honest. Um. I can make a mean mac and cheese. Okay. Right on. And, and that stems from, is it a lot of shredded cheese or? Kraft mac and cheese. Started with Kraft, yeah. Velveeta. Velveeta, liquid yeah. gold. Velveeta, but um, I don't really put that in it anymore. It's more like just kind of natural American <laughs> cheese. Dude, I think I'm going to get noodles and company after this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fires me up. Yes. You know, they have been saying, uh, a lot of the rumors have been circling around. They actually call me Decky Cheese. Oh, really? I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. Really? So, anyway, He's the cheese man. Yeah, I'm the cheese man. And it's it's weird. It's, you know, it's given to me, so you have to kind of accept it. And, uh, 
man, I'm interested. Put it that way. Yeah. I would love to learn more about this mac and cheese. Tremendous oh, yeah. response. Yeah. yeah. Good um, work. But uh, that's your average quality? You're like average at making mac and cheese? Or that's just like, oh, like you would never expect this. I'm a, I'm a, I love making mac and cheese. I mean, and that's average. it's just my favorite food of all time since Hell I yeah. was like six, maybe, maybe oh, three. Yeah. I don't know. But is, is it good to have before runs? Yeah, good carbohydrates. Really? I yeah. couldn't eat that. My stomach would be all honky. I'm a little, I'm, I'm, like, yeah, I'm lactose d- sensitive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you have problems with it. And, like, we don't need to... I mean, everyone knows it. Yeah, we've addressed it. We've addressed it. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, we got to work on it. <laughs> I, I have a question for you, though. Uh, just an average guy over here, Declan, wants to run a marathon. Let's say that's let's say that's something, like, on my bucket list or maybe yep. a half marathon. Yeah. How do you get, like, just a hunk like me to... Like, what do I have to do for training or what what's, like, the first step I need to do to accomplish it? Okay, so the first step would be kind of like, what do you want your time to be, or like, why uh, do you, why do you want to do it? Like your passion for doing it. Um, maybe what what kind of shoes is he gonna be wearing? Yeah, exactly. And I don't think we'll get to the technical. <laughs> part I soon. And I don't really care about the <laughs> shoes necessarily, but I I just I like challenging myself. Yeah. And I used to hate running, and yeah. so my challenge last summer was, okay, get outside and run, and see what happens. And yep. so I killed myself for like a month in may yeah just to go on runs and then i ended up really liking it and then would start going on runs like at least a couple times a week and he was also like 230 i was not 230 <laughs> and that and that everyone knows that I was not 230 right. but i was hefty i was a hunk dude i was like 210 and i lost i went on runs and i ate less and i lost like 25 pounds like yeah. the feeble guy you're seeing today was not who i was a year ago or a little over a year ago yeah, yeah. Which is nuts, but you've you've fallen in ru- you've fallen in love with running. I like it. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. So how like I, I probably would want to run a half. At what some would be point. a good time for him to hit for? Yeah, like what mark? What is like your mark? Like every three miles, you want to be at this mark, or is it yeah. you track it by miles? Because you're doing two fifty five half mar or a full marathon. What's like the breakdown per mile on that? Um, so is yeah, that like a seven minutes. Like two. Well, that was so that was for my first one, but my yeah. second one two forty two. And now I'm going to try to run like 237. Oh. I want to <laughs> try to get the A standard, but that's what I'm training for now. And what's when's that? That's in May? <sighs> no, I'm going to do... I have a race next weekend, actually. That's right. You're going down to Florida. Yep. Thank God. Um, <laughs> get a little warmer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Just, that's more of just kind of like a check-in race. I actually don't know how that'll go. But Is that a full marathon as well? No, that's Good. a 15K. So that's a little under 10 miles. Gotcha. So like nine yeah. point five six whatever something yeah. like that. Yeah, a little brush up. So yeah, and it's nice because I have a lot of friends like from around the U.S. that are racing it. So it'll be nice yeah. to just see, check in with them, and a little see party. What's Andrea will be making an appearance. A little party, Andrea. <laughs> 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 yeah. So yeah, and my my coach is racing it. I just I'm nice. gonna call him Tyler. I don't like calling him coach. Tyler yeah. and Katie are racing it, and nice. a lot of the other parts of the pro team up here racing it i mm. practice with them sometimes like i'll do track workouts and stuff so it's yeah. kind of nice getting back to that runner's community but yeah uh, not to get off tangent but um yeah the marathon i'm looking at doing like chicago in october okay um other than that i might do the same one i did last year because it's a pretty flat fast course um and that would be really easy to get the a standard on um but and is Chicago's known for middle of the pack in difficulty or where is that kind of rank? It's easier than New York. It's easier than Boston. So it's pretty, it's not easy, but it's easier. CIM 
I mean, it's, I shouldn't say it's easy. It's just flat. Okay. It's flatter okay. and just a flatter terrain. Gotcha. So, nice. um, yeah, I, that's and my big goal is to get the A standard before the trials. But the pace, the pace for like 242, I think I averaged like 610, 612 per mile. Oh my that God. Was, that's so good. Yeah. So it was. What's it was, your, what's your fastest mile? I, dude, I remember running them like in elementary school and I was hitting like I was killing myself and I think I got like a 615 that was like the best I ever got That's and that was running around solid. and that was running around the track four times and just at the time being like a feeble middle school student that was like the hardest thing ever mm-hmm. I ran a 515 eighth grade damn to try to get into state and the and state qualifying was 512 and I oh. and I came in like the thing was like top three qualifying I came in fourth so I yeah so I and, and my Classic. my best friend that I ran with all throughout who was a year younger than me ran a 510 and came in third. So like Dang. he got the 2 for 1 and I got no for 1. Yeah. <laughs> no for 1? <laughs> yeah, dude, the no go. I was <laughs> happy for him. He still runs today and he runs at Marquette. Um, oh, that's super cool. Yeah. And if he didn't beat you that one day, he, he would he would have he would have given up. Yeah. He probably would have quit. Yeah, that's what so. they told him. That's what he told me. Yeah, you yeah. Ins- you inspired me. <laughs> I'm people. just kidding. That's amazing, dude. Congrats. But anyways, transitioning to trapping the puck. I got one more question. Okay. Or back pocket. Yeah, I was going to ask uh with We're, all this running. Oh, yeah. Go what, for it. With all this running that you do, what's in your back pocket to get through these races? I want to like is there a habit, an attribute, an emotion? Um, that carries you through these races. It's a lot of things. Nice. So it, I would say it's more attributes, but then those attributes are connected to stories that and memories that I like flash back on. And basically that's what inspires me or just people per se. So might be kind of a long answer, but mm-hmm. I would say my faith, number one, my mom's always told me to like grab onto my faith and make that my center and that gets me through anything. Um, number two, um, my perseverance and determination are something that have always been strengths of mine. Um, and that's how I had so many injuries in college. Like I had a high, 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 very rare, like tibial stress fracture. That was almost like a complete stress, fr- like just complete fracture. Um, and the orthopedic surgeon said, I remember him looking me in the eye and being like, you're never going to run again if this doesn't wow. heal. And Ooh. he's like, I'm probably going to have to he said it with like zero emotion. Like, I'm going to have to pound a nail. Like he even said like the diameter and everything. And I was like, why would you say this to a 22 year old female who literally like going into her, one of her last seasons of college, like, please don't say that to me anyways. Um, so basically said I would never run again and have to be on crutches for six to eight weeks and basically calling me Dunzo. Um, but I took that and I was just like, you know what? never say never I'm I'm gonna run again like I don't even care but I can't just compete again I'm gonna run again because I want to run I love doing this um so basically I it was an attitude thing for me um just believing every day I I, so I couldn't do anything for six weeks and then I was on crutches for six weeks and then I had another um MRI and another x-ray and it was like wow this healed and I was like yeah god you bet it did. Um, but I still had a stress reaction. Um, so then I moved to like the Hydroworks, which is the underwater treadmill. Um, and I was on that. And then finally I got released to run. So this is like six months into it. No, five months into like no running. Wow. And it was really sad because like I was on my, the top, the top of my team, like, and they ended up getting runner up at nationals that year. So it was just like, 
really but I mean I'm still super happy for them and everything um but it was just such an emotional time because um when you're all into something especially if you're a division one athlete division three division two it doesn't even matter you put that much energy and like passion into something like and it gets ripped away from you and it's out of your control you deal with depression you deal with so much on your plate and so um I literally that's what's in my back pocket when I think and there's tons of other memories too Mm -hmm. but like when I like last Sunday I was like I don't want to do this 18 mile long run on a treadmill like winter can you go away and like even if it wasn't on a treadmill sometimes just I train alone a lot by myself and so that can be really hard when I have like a daunting like neurodiagnosis exam on my plate or like um methods exam that's not a good example or like you know I've had times where I literally have three exams in one day the next day and I'm like I have to do a long run today it's literally depletes my whole energy but I'm like you know what let's think back to those memories where that girl that literally she would never take running for granted you know like think back to that or like think back to um just like my family um so I just keep my perseverance my determination um, all of those things are like I've had tons of PTSD moments where it's like I'm like back on a bicycle like just mm-hmm. or a bike or just swimming doing laps and laps and laps like I don't want to be here but I want to be great like I want to recover I want to overcome and that's kind of what I was known the girl on my team like I always overcame all my injuries like I think my last uh um my last race my collegiate career like was not what I wanted it to be but it was bigger than what it could have been like I I had a really bad Achilles injury and um I would have never made it to big 12s but I did and then I ended up missing scoring by one spot um but after that race because I overcame that injury and I had the perseverance the determination the passion of never giving up and having that positive attitude so many people came up to me after that race like I had won the race and I was like guys I got ninth which was still pretty good because I was like limping on my Achilles. Um, and, and I was a steeplechase and they're like, Andrea, that was so inspirational. You literally were not even like, cause I didn't even cross train. I was yeah. like running. I had just started running like four weeks before that. And they're like, you literally weren't even training. You just went out and did that. And I was like, and that was just my heart carrying me through that. You know, yeah. it was just my passion. So yeah, Damn. I keep my passion, my perseverance, my determination, my faith all in my back pocket when things get really hard. And so, and like something my brother said last week, he's like, I know you don't want to do this 18 mile run. Like he texted it to me. I think I posted it on Instagram or something. So I don't know what he said, but it's, but he basically said like, just think of like how many people you impacted with your recent marathon. It's, you know, marathon performance, like, um, you know think of how many people you inspired through that he's like this is just another step in that direction towards something you could potentially like an opportunity you could potentially open doors to like you know getting the a standard and doing well at the olympic trials Mm -hmm. and so it's like these things these tasks in front of me are hard like i have to study for boards i have to do this that and it's just a lot of negative energy gets ground up into my mind and so just taking a step back and like centering myself and thinking of those memories and yeah, sorry, mm-hmm. this is a really long answer, but no, yeah. tremendous answer. This is sweet. <laughs> yeah, but and just thinking of like where it all came from and just centering myself and yeah. just coming back to gives the yourself a little bit of perspective. Yeah. Um, one thing that Andrew and I are trying to do right now is uh, dominate the sandbox. That's our saying of the month. Oh, I like. But that. a lot of it, um, we tag. We decided this season to tag our podcast with 
the top local influencer podcast. And I think a lot of that sometimes gets some negative connotation because you see these like fire festival Instagram influencers or something like that. Yeah. But what we want to do is kind of redefine what an influencer is. And I think you're a great example of that because like you said, you, you battled through like the steeple run or you battled through this or the next obstacle, these, yeah. all these different opportunities and you inspired other people, like all the pe all the feedback you got and like how great you your accomplishments made other people feel. Yeah. And I think that's really what we're trying to accomplish and you're crushing it. Well, thank so you. thank you. Like that's spot on, spot on. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. You're killing it, dude, yeah. and I, I'm, I'm so excited to see you compete now. Yeah, because now you're just building it up. I've never seen you run, but I'm like, oh, I cannot <laughs> wait. Yeah, I cannot <laughs> wait. <laughs> when are your next races? You got one next week in Florida, but are there any like around here? Um, so I'm trying to. My brother wants me to do the hot dash, which is like March 23rd, but right now is he, that a 5k? That's it. Um, I think there's a 5k. Uh, there's a 10 mile and there's a half. Like, is there one race that, like, we can run, a, like, a shorter distance, but we can start together? Yeah. For the first, like, just for the Instagram picture. Yeah, like, for the first, just like, hang with us for, like, 100 yards, and then, like, you, then we'll just, like, slowly taper off, and you'll just carry on. <laughs> I love it. Um, Maybe the Brian Craft Memorial 5K. Okay. So okay. that's um, Lake Nokomis. I think I can do that one. So the Hot Dash, I don't know if I'm going to do, just because my brother was, like, I might have a metatarsal stress reaction. And I'm like, great. Um, we were gonna we were gonna like try to run it together. I don't. Gotcha. He'd, he'd beat me right now, but I don't know. I actually have no idea where my fitness is right now. I'm just kind of like it's treadmill fit fitness right now. Okay. Is what it is. Uh, mm -hmm. But um, <laughs> but yeah. So maybe that one. But for sure, the Brian Craft is a local one. I'm gonna do either the U.S. Half Marathon Championships or the U.S. 25K. So the U.S. Half is in. That one's really hard. <laughs> so. Dude, all these, like, I love the names of all these, first off, but yeah, second. Very but, scary. Very scary. The hot dash. I'm out. <laughs> I'm not doing that. It's it's like a very, like, I think it's by Twin Cities in Motion. It's based off them, yeah. and it's just kind of like a very Minnesotan race. Like, don't you know, oofta, and all yeah. the, you betcha. Like, you can hold up these signs and take a picture. Oh, and, man. I don't know. My friend did it once. Tyler did it once, and Katie and I, like, took pictures yeah in the little picture center whatever you want yeah. to call it so hot dash hot dish yeah. yeah we should just do one we should have a back pocket 5k we should and we'll call it like the average people 5k and we can just i don't know how we'd highlight it or how we'd, i feel like everyone shows up in denim everyone shows up in yes. denim and we all run a 5k in yes. denim yeah. Yeah. yeah and like you have stations and like you have one like you'll run by like yam house playing music you'll run by like a comedy show run by all kinds of just different stuff the whole time i feel like if we threw enough distractions in there that people could finish the race oh, yeah, yeah. it'll be fun oh yeah that's a good idea yeah we'll, we'll workshop that put that one in your back pocket but kind of trapping <laughs> the puck and uh closing it off with one final question here oh uh, wait we have one more uh who do you challenge us to get on the show <laughs> we love challenges you really do yeah well <laughs> well we know you love competing and also challenges but we, so do we you've already dropped a few names on here that yeah. we'll go back and listen to but oh any, yeah any, point. any of them that come any, in like particular? distinct people can i just drop like six names just, right now? oh yeah, yeah speed, Sam speed round down okay um my brother joel uh he he was like he was like looking at the questions that you guys gave me he's like don't say my name so i'm just gonna do this for shits and giggles absolutely <laughs> um all right joel joel Toppin. yes <laughs> he follows us yes he does he's got a man bun 
uh carly nye and then my friend brant weldon <laughs> he goes to chiropractic school with us we call him brandy um and then if i'm really gonna challenge you guys um maybe like like a pro runner like <laughs> they're not gonna come out here but they're all the way in like portland like evan jagger mm-hmm. um, evan jagger i think it's evan jagger it's not evan yeah. oh wait it's no. evan jagger oh my gosh maybe <laughs> no i don't know i said jagger <laughs> it's it's spelled you were saying soft it like J-A-G-E-R. <laughs> Jaeger, soft J's. Just like Yogging. Yeah. Why am it's I blanking trend. on this? I, I love him. He's like my okay. He's okay. professional. All great chaser. names. Yeah. All people in our repertoire now. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll get them on. Easy. But now I'll get to, an, to our last question. Simple question. What did you learn today from the moment that you woke up to when we're having this conversation? That... My chairs look a lot better in this room than they do my apartment. So yes, <laughs> dude, hell yeah, <laughs> I love it. That's phenomenal. We love sitting in them. They're super comfortable. We've sat now in them for five hours today alone. Yeah. Today alone, um, and many more to come. Yeah. But Andrea, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. So much warmer than the secrets you've been holding in And don't you look at me sideways with those eyes Always acting like you ain't got the time I can't imagine trying to carry what you hold inside But ooh, you got a reason to sing And ooh, you're finding this sunny Cause you can't hold on to